Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hey, it's your boy, TBC, Telly Banta Kane, on the Jokes and Jocks podcast with my co-host... Jihei Wiley, your favorite Blasian. Oh, yeah. And coming to you live today, we got a special guest hailing out of L.A., Inglewood, California, to be specific, our guy, Ashanti Cook. What up, brother? (laughs) What's good? good. Thanks for having me. Yes, sir. Thanks for being on, man. So, yeah, we just wanted to, uh, you know, get you um, real quick a backstory on on, uh, kind of your your upbringing. I know you're from from the L.A. area, Inglewood, to be specific. I already mentioned it. Uh, But what, Mm -hmm. what high school and all that did you go to? Uh, so I'm from Inglewood. I went to Westchester High School. Um, I played basketball there for four years. Um, three years started on the varsity team. Uh, let's see. And after that, <clears throat> first of all, let me note that uh, our high school basketball team is probably one of the uh, greatest teams to ever come out of the L.A. area for sure. Um, oh, man. Multiple, 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 multiple guys going to Division One and playing, having great professional careers overseas and in the NBA. So uh, at one point we were number one team in the country. Um, but, uh, but yeah, uh, so after that, um, uh, I went and played at Georgetown, played at Georgetown University. So I was a three-year started there for my uh, – yeah, I started from my sophomore to senior year and um, went there all four years, but started my sophomore to senior year. Uh, went to the Sweet 16 my senior year where we lost to the eventual champs, uh, Florida Gators in the Sweet 16. Um, lost them by three points. Then after that, I played overseas for about seven seasons, playing in Greece, Germany, Austria, uh, Macedonia, China, Mexico, and in uh, the G League, man. Dope. So you got them stamps. You got them passport stamps, huh? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had, I've already gone through <laughs> one passport, and I'm working on my second. So <laughs> that's what's up, man. So, uh, point guard or two guard or what position mainly? Combo, 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 combo. So yeah, yeah, combo, combo guard. Yeah, oh, means you had handles, man. You had them handles. That's yeah, I, I can triple ball a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Ashanti, by the way, is the most humble man i've ever met in my life like he is not somebody that brags about it like like the status of where where he's played which i mean you played at georgetown when georgetown was great like obviously pre or post patrick ewing era but you played when they were still right. viable and and relative and and all that so i mean making it to the sweet 16 is no joke making it to the final yeah. is no joke like like it takes some hard work man there's like people that would love to have that on their bucket list that have like will never ever have it in their lifetime as you know i'm currently watching march madness in the background right now so um you're you're like ridiculously humble when you talk especially specifically about your la upbringing your la background and how great your family is and um that they made you p- kind of go to westchester and not stay in inglewood um talk speak on first of all speak on your coach because your coach just retired and he is mm-hmm. ridiculous he had an amazing career at westchester and then then we got to go and transition over to the fact that you played with some greats and you played with trevor reza you played with some really great players so like let's not get that twisted like and you yourself <laughs> also are a baller as well so 
like, I just want to sit here and blow up Ashanti's spot because he will never, ever tell you. I think, like, the first time I met you, too, by the way, man, you, like, didn't even blow up your spot, weren't like, oh, I'm this, da-da-da, like, oh, yeah, in Europe, whatever. At all, no, know, just, not like, at oh, all. Hey, how you doing? Nice to meet you. Like, <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, that it literally was more like, Hey, what shot are you drinking? I want that too. Exactly. Like I think that yeah. that was more of our conversation than like basketball in the background. So like yeah, I mean speak on speak on your coach first and foremost and then speak on the players, you know, that you um other than yourself, your wonderful self that you played with. Uh Coach Zam was absolutely awesome. Um just being under that program, he just instilled a lot of values. Um, one being like accountability. He held the team to be accountable and he taught us a lot about, you know, um, one person screws up, the whole team suffers. So like, you know, you, nobody wanted to miss class. Nobody wanted to miss a line because, you know, the rest of the team would be punished for it. So he held each person accountable. Um, he talks about hard work because you saw how it paid off during the season when other teams were tired. We had conditioned so much in the preseason that it just kind of benefited for us um, late in games when other teams were tired. But Coach Zan was amazing. He um, he coached at Westchester for 42 years, and I'm learning all this, like all the stuff and the impact that he had, not on his players, but on the administration and the faculty there and people outside of Westchester. And I'm on the committee right now to try and help get the gym renamed um, after him. So, and, and in that, we need to provide so many things and, and for Coach Zam for reasons why the gym should be named after him to the school district. And so in that, I'm just learning so much more about him as a person. And it's one person on the committee who was on like the 88 city championship girls team. And she said, Coach Zam used to come and work her out like during the summers or, you know, whenever before they had practice. And he was a huge impact in, in her life and taught her valuable lessons just about life. And she went on to USC and she played with um, uh, Cheryl Miller and uh, Pam McGee. Can so you say who it is? Uh, yeah, her name's Tamara, Tamara Wilkins. Her name's Tamara. Oh, okay. Tamara Wilkins. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. So, um, but yeah, just in, 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 in like learning about Coach Zam through this committee and the things that we have to present in order to get his, his, the gym renamed after him. He's just like, has such a huge impact on everybody's lives on the court and off the court. Um, the biggest thing in talking to him, he basically said he, you know, he doesn't care about a lot of the stuff on the court. He mostly cares about what type of young men and men you become after you're done playing basketball and off the court. So that's the main thing his whole focus was, was creating good, smart, um, hardworking, and just overall all around good young men, pretty much. That was his, 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 his main focus. And he definitely did that. And it's shown throughout the course of his career by the, the different professions and that his players have gone into and the people that they are, you know, some of uh, the people that I play with, I'm still in contact with today and they're just doing amazing things. So. Yeah. I mean, you all like, sorry to take the lead on this, but like, yeah, you're, um, he obviously, he just retired. He had the equivalent of a coach gay kind of career. Um, as far as right. I'm, I'm personally concerned, 42 seasons play, you know, being any kind of a coach is city to not only tip your hat on, but to sit there and brag about. I mean, can you um, also, um, during that uh, retirement uh, 
thing that you guys had for him or um the, what was the who were the people that showed up because there was a gang of people that showed up for that um retirement his last his last game and all that yeah so uh i went to his last game he coached it was against birmingham it was the city championship they lost of course but they um but yeah i was there chad bell was there um and then a couple other people from like the 05 06 class who i'm not really familiar with their names and like younger guys as well but um and then it was a bunch of uh, alum from like the early 90s <laughs> and i don't know who they are either but you know um and some of his old coaches that he that had an influence on him when he first started because you know, i think he started in like 1979 or 1978 so you, yeah 42 years of, of 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 him coaching and producing the amount of players that he has and the influence you talk about changing the course of these young men lives because majority of them, some of them were able to get scholarships and go to college and be the first person to go to college within their families and, you know, to, to make a living for themselves. Um, and a lot of that had to do with the, the, the grading scale that he held and implemented of having a 2.5 for players to play on his team because he knew, you know, you being an athlete, you would you had, you could get a, a a lesser score on the SAT or ACT if you had over a 2.5. So just him knowing that and making it easier for his players who we knew that were going to be, get scholarships. So he made it easier for us um, school-wise, academic-wise. Like, yo, you need a 2.5 in order to play for the team. And then, um, let's see, when I was there, we had played with Trevor Reza for – Two, maybe two years, two, three years, I think. And then uh, Bobby Brown, um, Scott Cutley, who uh, just coached with uh, Cal State, who's the uh, assistant coach over at Cal State Fullerton, who just got their first tournament berth in a long time. Uh, they actually lost to Duke. <laughs> yes. <Yay. laughs> yeah, they sorry, lost Cal State Fullerton. Uh, sorry, sorry to your yeah. boy, but, you know, it is what it is. Uh, Brandy, <laughs> yeah, Brandon Heath, who's uh, San Diego State's um, uh, was he top three in all scoring, uh, and he got first <laughs> first year, and um, I think he's still top ten in the Mountain West in scoring all time. And uh, then you have Brandon Bowman, who went to Georgetown with me, who's still playing. He's been playing for since two thousand six, so he's been playing for sixteen seasons still. And uh, you know, he had a brief, brief stint with the NBA as well. Uh, but yeah. You talk about just like a loaded, loaded roster and the fact that Coach Zan was able to manage all those egos, you know, because we all wanted to score the basketball, but, <laughs> you know, and, but, but the fact that we were all to get on the same page and, and, um, and really support one another, he, it, 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 it's a test to, uh, to Coach Zan and to who he is as a person. And not to mention Hassan Adams. I forgot about him. I'm sorry, Hassan. But yeah, Hassan Adams, who was dra who went to the University of Arizona and played, got drafted by the New Jersey Nets and played, had a stint in the NBA as well. So you talk about like a lot of high profile caliber guys that came through the program and he was able to get everybody on the same page to buy in. And the players were able to buy in, and you saw the success behind it with 15. I think he has 15 or 16 city titles and seven state championships. So, and he's the he's the all-time winningest coach in Southern California. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, that's it's yeah. a, a great resume, man. That's a right. I, I call him I call him the Greg Popovich of high school basketball because he doesn't care about awards or anything like that. He doesn't really like to do press or interviews, but you know. Um, but he still gets the job done. He still just keeps constantly just floating under the radar and churning out wins. <laughs> I mean, that's what coaches are supposed to be. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. 
Yeah, yeah so it was, it was it was great. <laughs> That's awesome. Mm, true. Sounds, sounds like you know he was a hell of a coach, man. And like I just said, like left a lasting um, impression on all the players. Sounds like he was a hell of a recruit to get that much talent um, on one team and to get everybody to buy in. And uh, 42 years of doing, that's a lot of whistleblowing, man. That's a lot of yelling. That's a lot of getting everybody on the same page. So the fact that you were part of that, man, that's special, man. And, and what I want yeah. to ask is, was he instrumental in you getting to Georgetown, or, or how, did that, how did that decision come about? Well, like, our team was so loaded that scouts honestly started just coming to our games and practices. I remember one time, came to practice, yeah, like North Carolina, Arizona, Oregon, UCLA, New Mexico, Boston College, Seton Hall, uh, Florida, all just like sitting in our gym <laughs> watching us practice. And I remember Coach saying, like, okay, we're going to start out with a couple of drills and then we're just going to scrimmage the whole practice. And that's what we did. So, like, the fact that we were on the national radar pretty much – I was able to flourish and I had so many good guys that, you know, if, if the team does well, everybody does well, everybody reached the benefits. And then, um, during the AAU season is when I like kind of like was able to flourish and show a little bit more of my individuality, um, game, individualistic game. And, uh, so to combine the two, you know, I was able to get highly recruited because I could play the team way or if you needed me to be, you know, the scoring guard that I needed that you wanted, I could do that too. And I showed both able to run a team, keep everybody in check with Westchester. And then I can go off and do my own thing in the AAU season. So, um, but, but yeah, um, yeah, I, I enjoyed playing for him. He was, he was a really, really, really good teacher, especially I felt very, very, very prepared going into my freshman year. I remember it was a couple of times, a couple of drills, especially defensively. Uh, our coach at the time, Craig Eshrick, he would um, he would have us different do different defensive rotations. And, like, we're talking juniors and seniors didn't know, like, the type of rotations. But me and Brandon, since we were both products of Westchester and uh, the, the defensive mentality coaches and uh, system that he in, uh, installed and we, we played under, we were prepared going in. We hopped right in the drills and like kind of coach Esther didn't have to coach us at all about it because we knew which rotation was supposed to happen, which way you was supposed to close out and all that. So and it's a lot of that was due to uh, coaches and for us being prepared going into our freshman year. And so in, in terms of um, like, like I was saying for the Georgetown decision, did he, was he like, um, like kind of pushing you to go to certain universities or kind of helping you like, Hey, should you go to this school, that school? Or I know Georgetown, you know, was a powerhouse pretty much at one point and right. a lot of the time that you were there. So, you know, was that kind of um, like a big, big part of it was, was his, um, his push? Well, to, to, to answer that, he, I asked him his opinion, but I mean, eventually it came down to, you know, my decision um, but I did ask him and he would give his advice. And I originally had signed to go to the university of New Mexico, to be honest. And, um, the only reason I ended up not going there is because coach Fran Fasilla got fired, uh, during the second semester of my high school year of my senior year. And so I had to open my recruitment again and, um, and got out of my letter of intent because the new head coach kind of didn't want me and all that type of stuff. So, um, so I opened up my recruitment and I started getting recruited again by different schools. And then just so happened that Brandon Bowman, one of my teammates at Westchester, had already committed to go there. 
And then they were saying, oh, we're looking for another guard. We want your teammate. Ask him. Talk to him. So then they started recruiting me. I went to D.C. And then, um, I mean, it's Georgetown, bro. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's the Big East. You know, I was like, oh, I'll be playing, like, on TV, ESPN. I'll be playing against the best competition. And then when I sat in front of Big John Thompson in, 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 his, uh, in his office, and I just, like, looked at him, you know, when I first walked in, and it was just like, yo, you're a historical coach. Like, you know who you are, you know. Like, you had a huge impact <laughs> on my life and on, um, you know, the, the, the game and pop culture and, and social injustice and just what he stands for and his values and beliefs as a man, um, as a black man, as a matter of fact, just, I was just like, Oh yeah, this is a no brainer. So, <laughs> and it was away from home too. Just wanted to experience something different and expand my horizons. But, um, I did ask coach Shazam and he thought it would be uh, a good fit. And he was like, yeah, you can go, you'll do fine. So, um, like, you know, the fact that Georgetown finally, like, they are back in the Big East, and we talked about this before, Ashanti, um, being able to play in Madison Square Garden um, for that Big East tournament, being able to play in that actual final, actual Big East, um, not like it was back in, you know, only three years ago right. where it was, like, the Big East, because um, <laughs> there, there were not all those teams that were in it. It was, it was not the business. But um, two, uh, two questions. Would you... Um, would you have done gone through like a transfer portal with this um with this day and age of what what's going on right now and sec second question um would you um shoot i forgot my second question but let, let, answer the first question then I'll, I'll think of the second question but the first first question would you um take advantage of this transfer portal um even if you were like a starter or whatever for this program uh a starter for georgetown yeah. Like, what would you think about, like, maybe other options oh, of, like, other – Yeah, so you're talking about if I was a player today. If I was a player yes. today and yes. playing for Georgetown today, would I take advantage of the transfer portal? Oh, yes. that's a tough call. That is a tough call because I'm a firm believer once you start something, you finish it, you know. I, I get it because they aren't doing the best right now, and you definitely want to maximize your – your best opportunity that you have because you only get four years um, to play. Uh, that's a tough call. I mean, I understand why the people that transfer did, you know, um, I definitely would have to sit and talk to my family about that one and see if it would be beneficial on my end. I mean, if I'm sitting there averaging 16 points a game at, Georgetown in the Big East. No, I'm not transferring. But I mean, yeah, but you're also not because <laughs> I'm getting the. But ball you're also every not moment. buying for a championship, right? Like at the end of the day, you win a title. Well, at the end of the day, too, the ultimate goal for kids, I believe, is to go to the NBA. And if you're playing, it's more so now wherever you're at. If you can play, they'll find you, regardless if you're playing at the bottom of the barrel. So the Big East is still a credible conference. And if you're averaging 16, 17 points a game in the big East, they'll come find you. And I think that's the end game of you of, of, well, it would be for me to try and get to the NBA. And if I'm averaging 16, 17 points and I'm playing in the big East with the likes of, uh, of who was it? Creighton Butler, uh, UConn and, you know, you know, 
Villanova, exactly. Yeah. Like you got a couple top twenty-five teams in there, and if you're torching them, yeah, you, you know, you, you you'll pop up on somebody's radar. Um, but I understand you want to compete for uh, a NCAA championship and all that. But I mean, at the end of the day, it's still to try and get to the NBA, which is your goal. No, I mean I get that you're not like a Colin Gillespie where you're going to be a super senior and you're going to be there for ten years. But um, speaking <laughs> of the Big East. <laughs> That has been here for a long time. Forever, man, right? Yeah. He's, like, legit been there for so long. I literally – I think he is the ultimate super senior. I, I don't know who yeah. else could, like, take his position because of COVID and everything else, but, like, he really legit is a super senior. I'm not knocking him. He's a great player or a great right. collegiate player, but, like, you know, he's one of those, like, he's going to stay there till they kick him out and say, okay, man, you can't you can't play ball here anymore. Like, we're yeah. done. But the, um, tra the transfer portal is so interesting, though, because you can transfer and play right away now. And it's ah, – it is – it's attractive. It's very attractive, 100%. Especially yeah, if it's you're tempting, losing. right? It's super tempting. It's just be like, you know what? I'm out. I'm about to go <laughs> – Arizona or you know <laughs> Baylor or something like like that is super it's super tempting so I don't know I have to honestly sit there and think about that but all right all right too I mean coaches aren't happy about it at all I mean because if you put all your, your blood and sweat into getting the kid and then you know maybe one year into the program he's uh he's ready to jump shit yep. it's, it's, it's tough on these programs you know what, though? Like, it's, it's definitely one of those things where I feel like now coaches are getting um, what players used to get, right? Because look at Texas Tech. Texas Tech had, you know, their coach, and then he all of a sudden was just like, deuces, I'm going to go for the payday. I'm going to go, not only am I going to leave, I'm going to leave and go to our rival. I'm going to go to UT Oof. instead. Like, how messed up is that? Is that your coach that recruited you there, that blood, sweat, and tears, the exact same thing that you're talking about, they up and right. decide, you know what, I'm going to get that payday. Goodbye. I'm going to go and yeah. go and go to our rival. So I, I feel like this this is fair on both accounts because if a coach can leave, a kid should be able to leave too. True, yeah, yeah. true, true, true. Yeah. A kid goes to a school based off of his relationship too with those coaches. And, you know, Absolutely. the coach has been recruiting you since, you know, your junior year. And, you know, the, you know they've been – pounding down your door and calling you every single day like hey we want you to come we want you to come and you get, get there and they end up jumping ship your freshman year you're like what the heck like it's no loyalty you know so yeah, yeah it's kind of heartbreaking because you go there for the coach and the system because the coach you figure will put you in certain situations to at, at best express your talents out on the floor so yeah yeah gotta be you gotta be for self nowadays i mean it's, it's <laughs> yeah Dog eat dog yeah. world. Yeah. But, um, so right. yeah, moving, moving into like, uh, I mean, oh, shout out to Texas Tech too. One of my uh, one of my good friends, son, uh, he passed away, but his son is playing for Texas Tech uh, tonight against your your people's Duke. That's you right. Know, what happens? I got a root for Texas Tech tonight, though. Hey, you know they got, they got they're a Westchester not Westchester alum on there too. They got what, a Westchester what, alum you on do. Tech. Yeah, they KJ do. Allen. He's a beast too, man. He's beast? really good. Um, yeah, you know what? And by the way, I just want to put out there, we are not favored, everybody. We are not favored. Duke is not favored. Yeah, this is a pick 'em. All the money is going to all the money is going to Texas Tech. Like ain't nobody betting on Duke to win. So don't sit there and say that we're that that team anymore. Um, especially since this is Coach K's last year. And I what's that? We got the name and the coach though. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it definitely helps, but I mean, True. it does that. That doesn't buy championships. 
So like, but but I get it. Sure. You may get a couple calls your way, though. Hey, well, hopefully it's a good game. Hopefully it's a good game. Yeah. But, uh, but, yeah, I mean, we'll get into March Madness in a little bit if we got that much time. I want to um, also transition into, like, after you um, were at Georgetown, I know you said you played all over the world, and now I know you're doing uh, similar to what uh, our last guest, Solomon Hughes, who's now on that new show, The Winning Time, um, mm. Dynasty. he's playing Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, but this is his first acting um, acting gig. I know that you're also uh, in the acting realm as well. I uh, wanted to hear a little bit about that. So uh, when I was playing overseas, I would um, every summer I would I would come back and I would do like sports commercials here and there, and um, so that's kind of how I got started in the biz. I think I've got my first commercial maybe two thousand, I want to say like ten or eleven, and it was with Pepsi, <laughs> and I was dribbling a basketball to a beat that Will I Am made. So. Um, it was definitely something I was like, yo, this is actually kind of cool. You can get paid to like do something that you're like good at, <laughs> like, you know, like a sport like this. Like, so I, um, so every summer I would, I would, I would do sports commercials and, um, and then one summer I didn't get a job for probably like a year and a half. And so I just started doing more research on it, asking questions of my friends that were in the business. And um, they gave me some recommendations to some acting classes. And I took some some acting classes. And uh, it was very, uh, like, liberating, man. Like, being in a class and, like, letting your guard down and seeing everybody else letting their guard down. And it was a safe space to fail and to <clears throat> basically be a kid again, use your imagination and not be afraid to look stupid, you know, because we're doing these, like, crazy exercises, like, <laughs> me, 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 I, you know, stuff like that, you know, and uh, so. What was that? Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're doing some crazy stuff, man, like, 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 some crazy exercises, all to loosen up the whole, whole body and um, use it as a vessel to, uh, to, to express um, the, the words and bring them to the life on page. And, um, but I, I really like film as well. Uh, I like, uh, how film tells uh, the story through pictures and, um, and it's the same with TV and, uh, commercials. And it's crazy. You watch commercial, you shoot eight days. I mean, not eight days, eight hours on a commercial and only 30 seconds of it gets chopped, <laughs> you know, into it. <laughs> so it's kind of cool to see like that whole editing process. And, you know, when you go back and watch the final thing, you be like, man, we shot all that stuff and they only use that. Like, <laughs> so, <laughs> but you kind of get it once, you know, you see the final product, but, uh, but that's how I got into acting. That's honestly how I got into acting. And then 2016, um, I finally hung them up and then I uh, started taking, uh, acting pretty serious, started getting into classes to, uh, to sharpen my craft to be better at it. And then I started taking like a writing class here and there. And then, um, yeah, man, just trying to learn all different parts of the business, pretty much. So right now, um, I'm doing sports coordinating. Uh, so I did sports coordinating, which is kind of like choreography. Um, if you could think about dance, like dance choreography, but it's for basketball. So you kind of choreograph all the basketball that happens within um, a particular scene. And you work hand-in-hand -hand with the director for that to make it look as authentic as possible. And I did that for Space Jam, too which was my first sports coordinating gig. I worked with, uh, I was assistant to uh, one of the, the biggest sports coordinator named Mike Fisher. So uh, I was his assistant on that. And then I did a uh, house party 
they had a basketball scene in house party and I uh, worked on that um, two days on that um, on house party. Uh, so that was solely me. And then now I'm in Cleveland for three months and I'm back being Mike Fisher's assistant and uh, we're working on uh, a movie. I can't disclose. Uh, I was just going to ask, can you say it? I, 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 I can't, I can't, but it is about the leading score in the NBA and uh, his high school uh, time. Okay, so this is a um, a royal a royal uh, uh, sh- uh, movie. This is a royal movie. That's all I'm gonna say. A royal movie. Okay. A royal movie about <laughs> his whole high school. Okay. His whole high school career. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm sports coordinating that. Uh, so I'm out in the lovely city of Cleveland. <laughs> Um, right now. Yeah, is it so. still cold out there, by the way? Because this is only March, so I would assume that the weather's getting a little bit better for you out there, no? Uh, it was like 45 today. Oh, that's not bad. <laughs> that's, that sounds horrible for people from L.A., but that, that's not so bad for people in Cleveland. Um, okay, so my, like 45 today. so my last question before the Zoom knocks us out and then we get another Zoom going, um, who are you rooting for? During this uh, March Madness time, are you like I'm not paying attention? I could care less. Well, Georgetown's not in this. Time. <laughs> <laughs> so you're not even gonna root for the Big East? Like Nova's playing right now, you don't even care that Nova's gonna win? Or, uh, I'm cool. Or you don't care? Okay. No, I'm cool. Okay. No, I'm, okay. I'm cool. I'm cool. I want to see like a St. Peter's or somebody <laughs> like that win for sure. Like a 15 seat, really? All right, all right. Yeah, one of those bid majors. Let's let's have somebody else different. All right. Well, we're running out of time um, for for this episode, so I think Tully, it's time for uh, a little rundown from from our our boy Tully Bantacane. Okay. Well, yeah. Uh, shout out to St. Peter's. Let's get them in the uh, let's get them in the chip. Um, <laughs> and with no further ado, man, we'll go ahead and uh, hit you with some rapid fires, man. So whatever the first thing that comes to your head, just go ahead and answer. And then it's followed up by the moment of truth, which will just be a question um, that I'll have for you um, on, on something specific. So, okay, I like it. Uh, all right, here we go. First question. Would you rather be a bird or a fish? <laughs> a bird. Everybody says bird. Okay, all right, that's Man. cool. Next question. Fish, you got to worry about too many predators. I said fish. <laughs> uh, you know, see? Okay. <laughs> All right. You are, I guess. Um, next question would be, would you rather have no elbows or no knees? <laughs> uh, no elbows. I got to walk. <laughs> okay. <laughs> especially, yeah, you get, especially as a basketball player. Um <laughs> Would you rather be the highest paid basketball player or have the most championships? Oh, damn, that's a tough one. Uh, I got to go uh, uh, most championships because nobody can take that away from you and your etched in history. Yeah, and you can maybe, yeah, you can make some money on, on the signing gigs or something like that. But Signing gigs, speaking engagements, all that type of stuff, man. Okay. All right. All right. Let's switch it up to a little uh, another subject. Um, if you if you could date a woman, and you had to choose whether she had either bad, really bad breath or really bad bo, which girl are you going with? <laughs> uh, 
Damn. I got to go bad breath. You'll take the bad Actually, breath? Actually, nah. I'm, t- I'm, take- I'm taking the BL, man. I'm taking really? The BL. Because everybody can smell her, but not ev- – like, everybody can smell this woman, but not everybody can smell her breath. No, you're right. You're right. Yeah, I got to go with my first, first instinct. Bad yeah. breath. The bad breath. Yeah. yeah. I think bad breath is a good gonna- idea. Oh, God. And she can always have some gum. <laughs> yeah, there's always gum, right? There's always Listerine. Yeah. Always gum, gum Listerine. Yeah. All right. Um, there's masks gotta... now, so. <laughs> <laughs> That's so messed up. Would, would you rather have the ability to speak to animals or know people's thoughts? Damn, I want to speak to animals. Speak to animals, huh? Okay. Yeah, I want to speak to animals. That would be kind of cool. <laughs> All right, that's dope. That's dope. I'd probably agree with you on that one. Uh, yeah, I want to speak to animals. All right, anyway. All right, a um, couple more. Um, would you rather have an extra toe or an extra finger? Extra toe, extra finger? Extra finger. Yeah, I was going to say, maybe you can improve your shooting. Yeah, or palm the ball. You, or you know, palm, yeah. Like, Dunking. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Exactly, exactly, exactly. Okay, all right. Extra, extra fingers, huh? I you have an extra finger. Know, I don't know. With that extra toe, though. Yeah. See, I don't know that though. Will that make me faster? Climb mountains. <laughs> <laughs> Give me extra grip. <laughs> you, you grip the ball with your feet. But all right, no. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> um, kind of similar to the other one. Would you rather have more money or more time? More time. More time. I like it. More time. Yeah, time, time. Can't and put a value on that, man. <laughs> can't put a price on time. And last question, nope. or almost last, would you rather it always be daytime or always be nighttime? There's something about the night that's peaceful to me. I like night. Nighttime. I like night. Yeah, I always want it to be nighttime. I like the night. The night is peaceful. I like that. With the bright lights, you can see the stars, the moon, all that. Good yeah. Stuff. Okay. Yeah. The air is a lot fresher. The air is <laughs> Yep. Not less people are out, you know. Yeah. Okay. I can feel it. And now here's the moment of truth. You get to play one person, one-on-one, in the prime of your basketball career. Who you want to smoke with? Damn. I got to go MJ. You really? That's such a basic answer. What about, like, LeBron or somebody? Like, that's nah. such a basic – no? All right. It's, it's, it's two people I don't even want to play against, either MJ or Kevin Durant. Oh, that's a good one. KD would be a good one. And would you yeah. score? It, what am I scoring? What What's the game to? Would you score? You think you would put up a good in your prime? You think you you can give him a run for it? I think I can give him a run for it, for sure, 100%. If we're going up to 10, I think I can get about good <laughs> six baskets. Okay. All right. So you would you would compete, but do you think you'd win? I don't think I'm beating 96MJ. <laughs> I don't think nobody in the world doing their prime is beating 96MJ. KD, I might get a little bit. Yeah, but he's so damn tall. <laughs> <laughs> you need that extra finger for that. 
Definitely. I have that yeah, extra exactly. toe. I have that extra toe. I might need the extra toe. Yeah, exactly. Give me the extra bounce. <laughs> All right. Well, hey, that was the moment of truth, everybody. That, that was good. Uh, we got to know a little bit about our guy, Ashanti, over here. Uh, appreciate you coming out, uh, being on the show. G. Hey, we'll, we'll see what happens to Duke later on after this. <laughs> uh, but we all we all know who I'm rooting for. Texas Tech. Texas Tech. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. AJ <laughs> Allen, let's get it done. Done. And that's our show, everybody. It's your boy TBC, G. Hey Wiley, Ashanti Cook. Ha ha holla at a baller. And peace. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.